Good morning, Ohio. James Lewis of This Dream House, the show that's all about the house. Joining us today from Ace Exterminating is Rick Steinow. But before we get to Rick, we're going to give out our email address to win prizes to Louder Than Live, to Hometown Rising, to Bourbon and Beyond, and all kinds of other fun stuff. Our email address is tdhcy at gmail.com. Once again, tdhcy at gmail.com. Rick, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. So, how did it all begin over 70 years ago? Oh, my gosh. Well, my father actually worked for Orkin Exterminating. Give them a little plug here. And uh, he was sent to first to Nashville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. to open it cold by Otto Orkin. There was actually an Otto Orkin. Oh, wow. Remember the old jingle, the uh, Otto the Orkin Man? Well, yeah. there was really an Otto Orkin. Oh, and he ran, he owned uh, Orkin Exterminating. And uh, when he wanted to start branching out, mm-hmm. he found a bunch of guys who were actually friends of his nephew. And my father was one of those. He sent him first to Nashville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. opened that city cold. And after a few years there, Otto sent my father to Cincinnati, opened Orkin cold here, door to door, opened it cold. And after being with Orkin for about 15 years, uh, he decided to start his own company, and that was Ace Exterminating in 1949. Oh, wow. So it's got a long, uh, rich family tradition, it sounds like. Yeah, there is. That is phenomenal, because we definitely are all about family-owned and operated businesses here on uh, the Dreamhouse. So what part of the tri-state do you cover? We're nine counties. So we the only thing we do in Indiana is uh, Dearborn County. Mm-hmm. And uh, but we are all over Cincinnati and all over uh, uh, northern Kentucky as well. So greater Cincinnati, greater Cincinnati area. Sounds Mm -hmm. great. So what is Ace best known for? Well, uh, Ace is a uh, an extremely dependable company. Uh, We are uh, we're known for speaking to our customers in a way that uh, we find out exactly what do they need. We don't oversell them. We don't undersell them. So people come to really, really trust us. And speaking of trust, last uh, in uh, 2019, we won the Better Business Bureau's Torch Award for uh, ethics in the workplace. Oh, so wow. we really, uh, we really follow what we, we say. We're Practice what do. you preach. We yeah, that do. is phenomenal. So why are details extra important in pest control? How do you mean the details? Do you t- you getting the details from your customers? You mentioned okay. how that you know you really don't want to overdo and underdo. Right. So when we speak to the customer and they have an issue, we're going to ask them the specifics. Let's say it's for a residential. Mm-hmm. When you call us, you're going to get questioned about where is the problem, how often has the problem occurred. Uh, if it's an insect, do you have uh, have you captured a specimen so we can identify Ooh. it? Uh, different different ants, for instance. People call us and they say we have an ant problem. Well, what does the ant look like? It's little. <laughs> okay. Well, it could be a pavement ant. It could be odorous house ant. It could be any numerous types mm-hmm. of ants. Well, pavement ant is generally underneath a pavement slab mm-hmm. and only occasionally comes in inside a house. An odorous house ant can actually set up a colony inside a house. So we need to know the differences. Uh, the differences. Yeah. So we'd like to see it and identify it. 
Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, shoot, I can relate to that. I had ants that would uh, be around my kitchen sink like once a year. Odorous house ants. Yeah. Like most of the time they didn't come out. And then like once a year they'd show up like every year. It was really weird. Yeah, it's in search of water. So when you tell us it's in your kitchen around uh, around that area, yeah. pretty much gives us an idea of what you've got going already. Oh. So how much is an in-home consultation? Well, for us to speak to you when you say consultation, to, for us to come and just talk to you about it, it's nothing. Oh, I mean, wow. it's it's part of the sales program. Uh, sometimes we can do it just over the telephone, and other times, if it's termite, for instance, mm-hmm. we have to come and we have to look at your home. Oh, definitely. Well, first of all, you want us to do that because is it in fact termite? Sometimes people find. Uh, little piles of dust, sawdust, mm-hmm. and they say, well, that's termites. Well, that's probably carpenter ants. It's not termites at all. Oh. So when we go into a home, we're going to inspect the basement thoroughly. We're going to check all the joists for any signs of termite activity. And, uh, and then we'll tell you whether you have termites or not. So it's really, really important. Anyway, that consultation is nothing. That's, that's nothing. Now, if you're selling your home and you need a letter for the sale, then yeah, and then there's a charge for it. It's uh, probably around seventy dollars or so. So very reasonably it's, priced. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's nothing. All right. Yeah. No, seventy. No. That is. Yeah. That's quite fair. Right. Um, do you? So it's. You mentioned earlier residential. Do you also do commercial? We do. We do a lot of commercial. Uh, Ace Exterminating is one of the few companies that can service what we call audited accounts. An audited account would be uh, a food processing company where they're canning and they're doing, you know, a big, large company that's doing actually handling food processing. Well, there are so many new rules. Ever since 9-11, there have been tremendous number of rules to protect food. Yeah. And there's a lot of documentation that goes along with that. And most companies don't want to immerse themselves in that. Well, we happen to do that. So we do we do a lot of major food processing, food handling, food distribution companies all over the greater Cincinnati area. Uh, we also do, if you look downtown and you see tall buildings, mm-hmm. we do tall buildings. Oh, wow. We do uh, many structures that you'll you'll go into. We're one of the largest independent pest management companies in the city, so we, we do a lot of properties. Most restaurants that you go into, mm-hmm. we do a slew of restaurants. So any place exactly, any place that has and handles food, whether it's a cafeteria, uh, just an employee lunchroom, mm-hmm. they have pest control. Everybody oh. has pest control. Excellent. So, yeah, so it's not just for people that have problems. It's for anybody. Preventive. Preventive. That is very smart. This stream house is brought to you by Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom. We are still open and safe to shop at low volume and low foot traffic stores. Now, you mentioned uh, big buildings. What is the biggest uh, pest issue that you've had? I mean, biggest infestation, biggest, you know, what was the, you know, the biggest challenge? You know, in some of the buildings in downtown Cincinnati, they're rather old, mm-hmm. and they have basements and sub-basements. So it's not unusual for us to find problems with large American cockroaches. Those are those Ooh. big two-inch dudes. Yeah. 
and uh, that everybody swears they can, they that the cockroaches know that you're there and they fly towards you or they run towards you or they mm-hmm. don't. But uh, in the large buildings that have these big sewer lines that attach to them, that's frequently a, an ongoing problem is with American cockroaches coming up through the sewer lines. Oh, wow. And so it's a bit of a battle. Oh, dang. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, once something like that uh, gets in there, um, is that would that be something that would need multiple treatments and preventative? Oh, yeah. Those those type of buildings definitely have monthly treatments or more. Oh, wow. Yeah. So how are you able to reduce the number of visits uh, for problem treatments? How can we reduce – how are we able to reduce you the number You mentioned earlier with, uh, with being able to block the, the new ones from coming in. Well, I would- yeah. I mean, on a residential account – if you're if a residential account is having a problem, let's say they're having a problem, let's take cockroaches. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to be a sanitation issue. It's those cockroaches um, and, and the most common cockroaches in homes is going to be the German cockroach. It's got mm-hmm. a little racing stripe on it. Oh. And um those cockroaches are almost always a carry-in. You've carried them in with uh some sort of paper bags. They've been in the folds of the paper bags or they're in a cardboard box and you put the cardboard box down mm-hmm. not knowing that it, you carried a cockroach in. Well, oh. the cockroaches can reproduce very, very rapidly and you can go from one cockroach that happens to be carrying an egg case, that egg case hatches and you now have 34 to 40 more baby cockroaches. Oh, my. They become sexually mature in about 20 days, and wham, 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 all oh, of a sudden wow. you have a cockroach situation. Yeah. So for homeowners, the way that we approach that is what do the cockroaches need to survive? They, they need – think of it as a triangle. Mm-hmm. They need moisture, shelter, or food. Mm-hmm. If you take one of those legs of the triangle away, you will defeat the cockroaches. Oh. So if you have a leak under mm-hmm. your sink mm-hmm. and you have cockroaches under there – Fix the link, fix the uh, leak, and you're going to do a lot to control cockroaches. If the sides of your uh, your stove are mm-hmm. sticky with grease, uh, when we all cook, yeah. you have that you've got that tiny little crack where exactly the, where the stove fits in the cabinetry. You have to pull that stove out every once in a while and clean, and it, clean yeah. the sides. Well, some people don't. And they wonder why they have a cockroach situation. We've got all that grease and that food residue, which is a banquet for cockroaches. Oh, wow. So uh, that's one of the things that we'll do is we'll we'll talk to a homeowner about how they they can, in fact, fix it. You fix that sanitation situation, you don't even need a pesticide. Many of the things that we do Mm -hmm. don't even involve pesticides. Oh, wow. That is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the uh, our sponsor, Appliance Factory Mattress Kingdom, they have stoves, and they don't have grease all over the sides for uh, cockroaches to uh, banquet on. But you're right. No matter what stove it is, you do need to uh, clean it from time to time. Otherwise, uh, bad stuff like that does happen. Mm-hmm. So with that, uh, you mentioned pesticides. How are they improved? You know, the really, really toxic and pe- uh, pesticides have really been removed from the market for about 15 years. And there used to be some really what I call, quote unquote, hot pesticides, which means they had a, a lot of uh, 
really not good active material. Mm -hmm. It's the active material on a pesticide that you read on a label. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's the thing that that counts. Most pesticides now are uh, pyrethroids or synthetic pyrethroids, which have a fairly low toxicity. And uh, uh, it's... It's really more a matter of how they're applied, where they're applied, and this consultation with either a homeowner or a business owner about what they can do physically Mm -hmm. to fix a problem without pesticides. Uh, Pest control, um, professional pest management people is what Mm -hmm. they call us now. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, A lot of what we do... Our responsibility is to identify what the issue is and then tell you what can you do without any pesticides. I mean, the days of people calling us, and there still are people who call us and say, come on out and bomb this place. Mm-hmm. And um, you just don't usually find that anymore. Exactly. So, so it's more of a strategy-based really than a, uh, like you said, bombing-based. It, it really is. I, if you don't mind, I would like to talk a little more about the pesticides. Yeah, of course. So all the pesticides that we use, any homeowner can buy them online, with the exception of a few restricted-use pesticides mm-hmm. that might contain strychnine or something like yeah. that. But when a homeowner goes and buys a pesticide – they should be reading the label while they are at the store. So if they have a particular insect that they're trying to control, number one, get it identified. Yeah. So who do, who will identify a, a, an insect for you? Uh, you can take it to your local county extension office. Every county in the country has an extension agent. Oh. You carry it in. The extension agent says, yes, that's XYZ. And you say, thank you very much. Now you go and you look for a pesticide that has XYZ bug on its label. Mm-hmm. Then you read the label and the label says, apply uh, one ounce per whatever. Homeowners automatically think, oh, if one ounce will get it, two ounces must be twice as good. And in fact, it does just the opposite. Because it scares them away. It repels them. Yeah. Exactly. So if a label tells you use one ounce, that's what you use is one ounce. Huh. And knowing you have to do a little – if you're going to do a DIY job, do it yeah. yourself, then you really need to understand the habits of this particular insect. And you can get that simply by going online. Do a Google search. If you have a, a cockroach and you know it's a German cockroach, you should find out. You should know that the cockroaches aggregate. They come together and they rest in warm, dark areas, usually corners. It tells you how to identify their fecal material. What's all that pepper-looking stuff? That's fecal material, and it tells you you have a cockroach infestation. So it tells you what type of pesticide and where to put it homeowner, if they took their time and they understood, well, they could probably do it themselves. So there's a story that I, oh. I, want, to, I want to tell you. And the story is, and this is what we tell people sometimes, a plumber goes in and uh, gets called in to fix a hot water heater. And he comes in, he opens his toolkit, he takes out a crescent wrench, he adjusts it a little bit, a little bit and he walks over to the a hot water heater, and he looks at it, and he takes his crescent wrench, and he hits it. Bam! 
he puts his crescent wrench away and, you know, and now the hot water heater, it looks like it's working. And he fills out his bill and he hands it to the customer. The customer says, $100? What was that for? He says, well, $5 in labor and $95 for knowing where to hit it. Exactly. And that's what professional pest management people do. They know where to hit it. So if you've tried it yourself, that's the time to pick up the phone if you're still having an issue. Exactly. And based on what you told me, clearly you all do uh, research, you study the uh, the animals, the insects, and know a lot about it. Uh, what type of training do your employees have to go through? Uh, they all, number one, they have to get licenses from the state of Ohio. They all carry the same license that I do. I'm the owner of the company, but mm-hmm. they carry the same license. Some companies just uh, ask their employees to get uh, uh, their like rider certificates that that ride under the main uh, license. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. We we make them all get the same license that I do. So there's a study that they have to go through and they have to understand pesticide safety application of, the, of a product. Then they have to do insect identification, rodent identification, et cetera. Uh, we do ongoing training. So it's two in-house training per month mm-hmm. where they have to attend. And uh, then we also do an online training once a month. So there's quite a bit of training and oh, ongoing wow. training that goes. So like you said, knowing where to hit, being that professional is the big difference as opposed to, like you said, some places, you know, shoot, uh, they don't have to have all the certifications and criteria that your employees have. Yeah, we, we really make our employees learn their craft. So when they go into a, a home or a business, that it's clearly understood what they have to do and how to do it. Now, it's probably a wide variety of pests, but what are some of the types that you do remove? I think the most common uh, uh, pest well, – what do you think the most common pest is in a, in a, a home? I would say ants. That's it. Mm-hmm. Ants. That's the number one pest is ants. And I would say it's followed by probably roach, and then uh, you're going to get occasional invaders like spiders and things like that. By the way, all homes have spiders. Uh, it's It's been said before that at any point in time, we are no more than 10 feet from a spider. Oh, wow. No matter where we are. Yeah. That we are no more than 10 feet from a spider. And I was going to say, I know it's going to sound odd, but aren't there good spiders? Many. Yeah. Many, many, many. Yeah, because some of them will help uh, do the pest control job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Spiders are uh, tremendous help, and uh, they they do an excellent job of of pest control, so to speak. Now, of course, you do the in the home, like you said, with those uh, ones we listed, but you also do out of the home with uh, moles. How, do. how does moles work? Mole control is uh, actually uh, an art. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you'll you find a lot of people who will try the mole snare traps and, and, uh, and the harpoon traps that they set up in the lawns. And you first have to learn how to read a mole run now, that sounds very, very odd, but yeah. just because your lawn has a bunch of mole runs, mm-hmm. some of those mole runs are exploratory runs, and some of those runs are straight runs that get down to a second level of huh. their runs. So you have to be able to read what a mole run is, and that takes a little bit of practice. Uh, and, and here's an interesting little tidbit. Uh-huh. We're dealing with the eastern mole as opposed to a star-nosed mole or various other types mm-hmm. of moles. The eastern mole 
very small little critter, digs 100 feet a day. Oh, my. So when you see your lawn torn up and you think that you have two, three, four, five, six moles, yeah. it's a single mole. Oh, and wow. They're territorial. And they'll take territory up to an acre. So even if you are successful with a trap or mole bait, uh-huh. it looks like a worm and you, you put yeah. the bait in the ground, and the mole takes it and the mole dies, once those tunnels are quiet, adjoining mole activity, uh-huh. your neighboring mole comes by and he says, hey, those mole runs are quiet now. There's no activity. They're real sensitive to sound. Uh-huh. And a neighboring mole can take over those mole runs. Oh, my. And so here you think, oh, my gosh, I thought I got the mole, and there must have been more more moles. Yeah. It's more likely that a neighboring mole has simply taken over those now vacated Oh, mole okay. Runs. So, yeah, they saw a, uh, a vacancy sign on it, and they just moved right in. They did. Oh, they did. wow. So we we have a service that uh, it repeats. We come back three times, yeah. and we try to account for that exact situation happening where we can return and see if the mole runs are now pushed back up again and we reset and yeah. go after the next mole. Hmm. So with that, uh, of course, um, I think this is probably more of a – or not a residential, more of a commercial thing, but birds. Are they more – Commercial or residential? Very, very tough to control birds residentially. Uh, it's just because uh, in in bird control, when you have nesting birds, one of the only ways to really control them is by netting, and you you put up structural nets. Is that the bird be gone? Uh, well, there are various manufacturers. Oh, okay. Bird Be Gone is is one of the companies. Just like the name. There's also Bird Barrier. There's, oh. I mean, there's a bunch of them out okay. there. And they sell netting, uh, and the netting is truly not very visible from the street looking back at a structure. Mm-hmm. It's like, sort of like a shadow. And it's put up very, very professionally. It looks like uh, it's architecturally. It looks like it's part of the structure. Yeah, it looks like it should fit in. Yeah. But on homes, on on residential homes, if you're having a problem with uh, uh, robin nesting, knocking down the nest consistently until the robin gives it up is one of the ways to do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, going back to residential, mm-hmm. of co- actually, I guess it could also be commercial with hotels, bed bugs. Are there any ways to uh, reduce or decrease the odds of them? None. It it is a toss up. Uh, when you go into a, um, when you have all these people coming in, mm-hmm. different people on a nightly basis coming into a hotel, uh, they're not even sure. Those people aren't sure whether they're carrying bed bugs or not. If they mm-hmm. are traveling a lot and they're going from hotel to hotel to hotel, it's very very easy for them to pick up a traveler, just a hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. Once that hitchhiker gets on a plane, goes to the next stop, checks into that hotel, the bed bug falls off, and now suddenly you have a bed bug situation. Oh, wow. So, but people are are way, way too freaked out about bed bugs. I mean, bed bugs, no, nobody wants to be thinking about being fed upon it at night. Yeah. 
But if you get bed bugs, it's not the end of the world. There are many types of treatments oh, okay. that are extremely effective. So it's not as overwhelming it's as people truly it to not. Be. But people people perceive that as just being the worst possible situation. I'd rather have a bed bug than a roach population. Frankly. Oh, definitely. Uh, and and so the treatments on bed bugs can be uh, you can do heat treatments where they bring in uh, this equipment and it quickly raises the temperature in the room to about 130 degrees. Oh, my. And the bed bugs don't have time to escape. They're exposed to those high temperatures, and they do, in fact, die. The problem with heat treatments, they're expensive. Yeah. And if you do not know how you got the bed bug in the first place, and that same person returns the very next day after the heat treatment, you can have bed bugs again. Oh. So... That's an issue. Chemical treatments are uh, are very effective if mm-hmm. done properly, and uh, uh, it's really up to the homeowner to to choose. But there are different avenues and ways to treat for bed bugs. The only way that you can protect yourself is don't go anywhere, don't do anything, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Exactly. So, so it sounds like based on what uh, you said, there. Um, the Duran, based on the interview, there's a lot of ways to fix the problem, but the the poisons and different things like that aren't the overall solution. There are more important things that you need to do as well. You need to make life changes as well as uh, get rid of the item or get rid of the pest, but also to make changes so that they don't come back. Absolutely. Yeah, there are many, many ways that you can... Uh, resolve a pest issue without any pesticides or rodenticides at all, without any type of poison, and uh, we prefer that. Wow. So before we let you go, Rick, Mm -hmm. um, where on social media, where on the web, where can they find find ACE exterminating? Google. Just go to Google and put in Pest Control Cincinnati. We'll pop up right at the top. That is true. Actually, that's how uh, I decided to have you all on the show when I Googled uh, pest control. You all were the first ones that popped up. And, of course, you know, shoot such a great uh, history in here in Cincinnati. I mean, it only makes sense to have you on our show here in, in the tri-state area. Well, I really appreciate you inviting me. Thank you, Rick, for joining us. You're welcome. This dream house is brought to you by Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom. Save 30 to 60% off refrigeration, cooking, laundry, and mattresses. Thousands of items in stock and available for delivery. Unbeatable savings. The nation's largest discount appliance and mattress retailer. Joining us today from OT Sports is Scott Golnick. Thank you, Scott, for joining us again. Yeah, thank you, Jim. I appreciate you inviting us on. We're excited to talk about the Cincinnati Cyclones. You do all kinds of cool jerseys for the Cyclones. You do a lot of um, charity type of jerseys or calls jerseys, like uh, breast cancer awareness and things like that. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, we do. Uh, OT Sports is, is um, one of the leaders in, in specialty night jerseys for professional sports. Um, we've been doing it for uh, over 25 years and kind of the leader and, and uh, one of the companies that uh, has been the driving force behind a lot of these theme nights in which um, charities benefit through jersey auctions at the end of the night um, when uh, fans can bid on game-worn jerseys. And, uh, you know, over those years, we've been able to, to help teams generate 
raise millions and millions of dollars for their local charities through these nights. And uh, it's a lot of fun. Fans love it. Um, it, it kind of changes the theme up a little bit, you know, from uh, from Nickelodeon themes like Paw Patrol and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that Cincinnati has uh, was done this year, and uh, SpongeBob and and as well. And uh, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. Kids come; they're able to visit with the characters, which teams bring in through these brands, and uh, can get pictures with SpongeBob and Patrick and the Paw Patrol gang and the turtles. So it's a lot of fun. And in addition to Nickelodeon, you know, we we we're doing Marvel nights and. Uh, DC comic nights with with the cyclones and uh, yeah, it's uh, I think uh, Spider Man was was their theme in in December and uh, Star Wars events that they're doing. So yeah, it 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 really it, it creates a fam family friendly environment. It allows fans to come and interact with those characters and uh, see the jerseys on the players, and then of course and most importantly after the game, bid on jerseys and, and having those funds go to local charities. That is awesome. Before we let you go, where on social media, where on the web should our listeners check out OT Sports at? So OTSports.com, and then um, also um, they can go to our Instagram um, or Twitter page, which is OT underscore sports underscore unis, uh, or just at OT Sports, and uh, they can read up more on and see a lot of images of some of these cool jerseys that we're putting out thousands and thousands every year of different pro jerseys. That is awesome. Thank you for joining us, Scott. Thank you very much. I appreciate the invitation and uh, hope to talk to you soon. Thanks. Hometown Rising returns September 12th and 13th, Louisville, Kentucky, starring Carrie Underwood, Blake Shelton, Dirk Bentley, Old Dominion, John Party, Chris Jansen, and many more. Passes as low as $35. Get your passes now at hometownrising.com. Hometown Rising, where Whiskey Row meets Music Row.